This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, and uh, Sheriff Kevin Snyder is in the house, a friend of mine, for 53 years. We used to go over to his house on Saturdays at noon and watch pro wrestling on the black and white TV. You remember that? I remember that. And years later, I get to know all those guys I watch. Well, at least the ones that are still alive. I think the only one that is still alive is handsome Harley Race. Right. And he's barely hanging on. So. <laughs> yeah, I remember the days of Rufus R. Jones and oh, yeah. Bulldog Bob Brown. Yeah. I remember going down to Vets Auditorium. There are little old ladies urging each uh, one of the wrestlers to rip off the other arm and hit him over the head with it. <laughs> they get a little bit involved, don't but they? they would get involved. They would stick pins in them, hat pins and stuff like that. And then, then there came the battery throwing times. And I asked Kurt Henning once, I said, what's your favorite uh, or least favorite battery? He said, well, that'd be the nine volt. I said, why is that? He said, it has corners. <laughs> anyway kevin's running for election i want to make sure we're clear on this not re-election election because uh his predecessor retired and they uh appointed kevin was it a surprise for you uh well it's always a surprise when you're dealing with government yeah but uh was that the polk county board of supervisors was in, involved in that or what right the board uh, is who appointed me and uh you know, it's a tough position uh, for the board members. One of the outgoing board members wanted to be involved, and one of the new incoming board members wanted to be involved. Well, obviously, that can't happen on the same day. So right. so it was a little up in the air. And uh, so when the final decision was made, it was a little bit of a surprise. You know, the, the amount of work that goes into uh, when dignitaries visit, the higher up, the more involved. But uh, you guys have to work together with all uh, departments to make sure and then of course washington dc etc if it's a uh, trump or pence or whoever uh there's a lot of uh, a lot of involvement that uh, a lot of meetings i would imagine a lot of meetings a lot of uh, man hour commitments a lot of folks that uh work overtime to uh, provide the security details they need for these dignitaries i was amazed when in uh, aspen colorado i was made to wait downtown for about three and a half hours for bill clinton to drive through and then they had a big squawk about that because the city has to pay those man hours for the additional protection and traffic control and all that. I don't know that it's always something that I'd look forward to. I mean, the city of New York is right now just hating it that whenever Trump comes back to, to New York City, it costs them millions of dollars. Costs billions of dollars, and it certainly interrupts uh, people's everyday life and their normal flow. Well, it's good to have you in, Kev. Uh, appreciate that. Uh, joining the conversation, as you will, this portion of the program, brought to you by our very good friends at Hicklin Power Sports. Look for them online at hicklinpowersports.com. Out of Grimes, Iowa, full line, Yamaha, Sea-Doo, Can-Am, Beta, KTM, and Polaris. Next up, Tony, you get the... Uh, you get the opportunity and the honor of introducing our next guest. Okay, well, through turn seven of Road America this past weekend, we were just talking to John from there. Uh, this man kept it pinned on the rev limiter versus breaking well into the braking zone. He is uh, the man that we love to interview, Danny Eslick. He joins us now. Danny, what's up? How are you? Not much. How you guys doing? Good. What's the uh, it's a turn seven there? Talk about that. You... Uh, 
outside of turn seven, you, you keep the bike pinned on the rev limiter in, in, uh, versus braking. Uh, We're not talking politics anymore, are we? <laughs> not me. I never will. I never will talk <laughs> politics on this show unless provoked. And it and it's I typically tune it out. And uh, turn seven. I think we may be talking about turn eight. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Down towards the Johnsonville Bridge where the brats are made. Man, they smell uh, good, don't they? I, I mean, it, it's a matter of a short shift or run on the Revler a little, a little bit. And Jason Farrell built an awesome motor. That's his bike I was riding, the Kawasaki 636. So, thing was solid all weekend long. And it's a matter of having to do a little short shift or run on the limiter for a few minutes. <laughs> What did Jason? I mean, he's a he's a pretty accomplished rider himself. Um, did, did that help with setup or, or an advice on riding the Kawasaki? I mean, we didn't we didn't really make any changes, very little changes, minimal to the bike because he's rode that bike at Road America for you know the last several years. Uh, you know, it's a bit of older model that we were racing this weekend on the six thirty six, and K takes suspension, which I heard in your guys' advertisement there while I was waiting to come on air. So, you know, the K-Tech suspension was working pretty good. But, I mean, it's just a matter of, uh, I mean, yeah, it was a it was a little bit in the limiter. But, and sometimes I did shift, but it's easier to not have to do the extra shift and back shift. I mean, you think about it, every lap doing two extra shifts, that's a lot of extra shifting. <laughs> so it's just a lot of work, isn't it? To, yeah. I to mean, shift that motorcycle. So much. <laughs> I mean, you got to click it down and then back up. It's oh, a big deal. Yeah, you got to yeah. plan for that. Well, Jay, Jason, he's different. He's like Matt Maladin. He he ran street bike shift. I run the GP stuff, so a little different. Is it more fun for you? What the, the the GP or what you run? I mean, yeah. I mean, the GP shift is uh, for me is easier. I mean, I grew up racing flat track, so I know how to shift regular like a dirt bike does. And GP shift, for people that don't know, is where you stomp on the shift. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's just what I'm accustomed to. I can get on any motorcycle there is, and if it shifts this way or that way, I'll figure it out. Man, how do you do that? How do you switch your brain over? Because I've done both on track days, and uh, it's a, it's sometimes every once in a while you're um, – you go, to, says you go to break and you're like, oh crap, I just shifted up. Or you go to shift up and, you, and you're and you like, oh, I almost blew up my engine. Yeah, uh, or somebody else's. Or, or, run, or get ran into from somebody behind me. You know right, what I mean? Right. No, it's just, I don't know. It's uh, After you ride it around, it's just, your brain is just kind of programmed into it, I guess, for me anyways. So it's, I don't know. It, it, that was one of the big deals. Uh, whenever me and Jason first got this deal going, which was like two weeks ago. Wow. He goes, well, I run street shift. We're going to switch that over. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, I could figure it out again. You know, it's just a matter of doing it. I rode a lot of Jason Pridmore Star Schools um, and would jump on his class bikes, which were regular street shift, you know, street pattern, you know, one down and five up or whatever. And so you had to get used to it pretty quick either way. And then you jump on his two up bike or I would jump on his two up bike and it would be GP shift because that's what he raced with. So he was more comfortable with so it's just a matter of just i don't know as soon as you get on it you know kind of that that's what the deal is it's not a big deal to switch on the on the cow it's just a linkage right yeah i don't know i just twist the throttle <laughs> <laughs> uh honesty right there road america is uh is it 
it, do people party down a little bit more the fans at Road America than other racetracks, or is that just my crew? Well, that I mean, it's not like Brandon where they used to dig a hole, right? But, <laughs> and it used to be it used to be a lot cooler when there was. I mean, the fans are there, obviously, awesome. And it is it Wisconsin. Be better when they when they had it behind. They had like their own little basically jail cell behind the, the tower <laughs> where they let everybody just get wild, have bonfires and jump scooters over fire pits and pulling people around on car hoods and stuff like that. But back when it was Road America Road America is one of my personal favorites. Back when they burned furniture and that sort of thing and it was encouraged. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Why take it home when you can burn it here? <laughs> that's what well, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the people back in the day just used to go around on the on dumpster day and just get the couches that were by the curb and take it to Road America and then burn it down. <laughs> Man, some of those couches smell terrible though. <laughs> we're talking with Danny Eslick. Uh Danny is uh you were you your quest to become the third five time champ of the Daytona two hundred ended early. We spoke to you about that. Um so this year, are you are you gonna you gonna do any more Moto America rounds? If so, any any changes you're gonna do to the bike or, or anything like that? And then next year, I know we're going racing in Daytona, right? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the first off is it's very up in the air with the Moto America thing. Uh, Jason Farrell and and uh, Barcon Damian Jigaloff sponsor kind of came out of their pocket to fund my deal for road America. And it was very last minute. Like I said, I mean, two weeks ago, I called Jason. I just kind of had a little whim. I was like, Jason usually rides road America. Can I, you know, maybe call him and see if he's racing. He said, he's not racing. He's got to be crew chief for Jigalov. And I said, well, what do you think about me riding your bikes? And he goes, I think that's a good idea. So that whole deal came about, and wow. there's a possibility. There's a possibility of riding in New Jersey and Pittsburgh and possibly Barber, but it's uh, we got to have a little help along the way to make that happen. I mean, as everybody knows, racing is expensive, but on the Daytona side of it, uh, some other people that come and help me uh, for Daytona were at the race this weekend because everybody loves Road America, and they were there, and Michelle from TOBC Racing. And her husband Miles were there, so we kind of had a little powwow, and things are in the works for Daytona already. And awesome. That's also another one that is a uh, in need of funding, but we're looking to do something big at Daytona, and it's in the works. And I mean, I don't know. The bike broke this year, like ten laps into the race, and I was pissed off for a few minutes, and then I kind of chuckled, and I was like, you know what? I've got more wins than everybody in the race, so I kind of laughed it off and. You know, you can't win them all. You know, I've got to ask you your opinion on uh, something that I think is pretty cool, and that is uh, what Melissa Paris has done, uh, team owner of MP3, uh, MP13 Racing. But uh, her and her husband, Josh Hayes, as you well know, uh, not only secured last-minute financial support to be able to compete at uh, the championship round at Road America, but they did so and, and did well. I, I, I admire that. What, <clears throat> what are the thoughts in the well, pit? Well, he's older than me, and he did better than me, and his wife's hot. <laughs> <laughs> we, we tease him about that every time he's on, and when she's on, we're all shy. 
if it was a video feed, you'd see the octopus. I'd be doing it right now, but you guys can't see it. If anybody knows what the octopus is, she showed me what it is on the microphone one year. And accidentally, we were on live, um, like, GoPro feed from Barber. And we got in trouble. Josh scolded us both. <laughs> well, huh. uh, let's not uh, repeat that here on uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Um, <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we've been on the air for 16 years. We'd like to stay on for another couple. I don't even know what it is, but I don't. Well, no, no, he'll tell you off air. Okay. I've seen pictures. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you didn't run your signature number 69 at Road America, which obviously Hayden Gillum runs at. Uh, instead, you ran a 34. So. Did you have to pay your buddy Michael Barnes royalties on that number? Oh no, that Moto America wouldn't let Michael Barnes run his signature thirty-four number because they have to be a three-digit number or something in that twin class, and they wouldn't let me run a three-digit number. So I'd have been like, you know, two sixty-nine or four sixty-nine or whatever number. But yeah, they wouldn't let me do that. So. The only cool number that was available was my buddy Michael Barnes's number. So absolutely, run thirty-four for Barney. There is a, a lot of politics um, that are behind the scenes. Most fans don't know about, and one of them is the assignation of, of of numbers, whether they've earned the number or they're assigned a number for what purpose, what reason. But um, right. I, I find it somewhat challenging. But there's uh, yeah. powers that be that know a lot more than I do that uh, are yeah. involved in that. It, it's difficult. Same with flat track too. You know, the flat track used to be like my number would be 69 G in flat track. Well, now they make three digit numbers and hell, this ain't motocross. It's a lot easier to figure <laughs> out because the districts, the districts are figured out by the letters and they have been since like the sixties or seventies or way before my time. So I don't know. They're just trying to keep up with the times and make it like motocross or something. I don't know. Well, I got to believe you're uh, overall pretty happy uh, with yourself, but uh, we surely want to see you. By the way, we we were all firmly in your corner for Daytona. Okay, we really well. Re thank you. We really wanted to see you win that thing again, and nobody I'll, does I'll it with greater class. Hats off to Kyle Wyman and his crew for going and kicking ass. Yep. Well, Wyman's I mean, talented, dude. I, I mean, let's face it. Right, Kyle Wyman, Kyle Wyman went and did the deal. Him and his dad Bob and and the rest of his crew. I hats off to them for going and and doing the doing the job. Like after I took my gear off and I got done being mad, you know myself. <laughs> the rest of it, like him going and winning, that hats off to him. Well, hats off to you, buddy boy. And that's always cool when you see somebody classy like you that recognizes friends and foes alike. And uh, and that's what it is. Competition is one thing, but uh, there's there's no room for hatred or or uh, you know getting any kind of paybacks or anything. You know, I think we all got to get old sometime. So anyway, I got great hairs. I had to shave my face before this weekend because I was riding the kids' class. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, do us a favor. Reel off the sponsors you want to recognize, personal and otherwise. I mean, Jason Farrell this weekend. Big kudos to him. Uh, Barkon Construction. Rye helmets, Alpine Star boots, RS Taiichi leathers. Uh, you guys for having me on the show. I appreciate it. What do you think of the new helmet that I've seen? And, and this is kind of controversial, but it's got a heads-up uh, display on the visor, so you can see what's behind you, and and obviously you can see what's in front of you. But uh, it's also Bluetooth compatible, so you can take calls. <laughs> While you're racing, you uh -oh. can see who's I mean, coming up behind. There's, and there's, there's probably one guy that needs that that rear view camera at San Verdurico in the Superbike class. <laughs> oh. oh wow! Wow! 
That's like your uh, your top drawer for us, buddy boy. <laughs> hey, next time you're driving through Des Moines, dude, stop. We'll buy you dinner and have you in the studio. All right. Promise? You got it. Thanks, Danny. Danny has like on the program. Thanks, Danny. You head to the pits there. Ryan Sipes waiting in the wings uh, to do the program in studio. Sheriff Kevin Schneider is running for election. Uh, and, and when's the actual election, Kev? Is it... Uh, is it September, November? When it when when are you up for that? We have till twenty twenty, so same as presidential. Wow, really? Correct. Would you be on the same ballot as uh, people running for president? All thirty five of them, or however many people are running for president? I believe I would. Wow. Well, I think they might narrow it down by then, Scott. You think so? <laughs> well, well Scott's made- a little slow. It takes him about an hour and a half to watch a sixty minute show. So. <laughs> We, we work with him. Well, that's why they make uh, tape machines. So, anyway, be kind. Rewind, folks. We'll be back after this. Jeez. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dean Wilson, number 15. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the truth. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.